This is Speaking with the Enemy on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Here is Louis Butko. Yes, the show Speaking with the Enemy, the Enemy this week, the Enemy the next two weeks, the Ottawa Red Blacks, and here to discuss the voice of the Red Blacks on TSN 1200. He's also an afternoon host there. It's AJ Jagbeck. And AJ, I mean, this is this is probably best case scenario for the Red Blacks. They can kind of control their own destiny. They'll need some help from the Stampeders. But if I had told you a month ago that you know the Red Blacks were two wins away and some luck uh, from making the playoffs, would you even have believed me at that point? Sadly, yes, because <laughs> You're the I looked office. at the standings and I looked at Saskatchewan, who have been at a tailspin ever since the Garrett Marino incident, right? And so... Um, yeah, actually, I, I kind of envisioned, you know, just planning ahead in terms of, you know, when they might be eliminated. I just thought, you know, if, if they had four wins, I, I thought they would still be in the mix mathematically. Right. Yeah. They really needed a win last week. Had they won last week, I think it would have been real. Now it feels like it's mathematical. Yeah, they can win both games, but, you know, Calgary's probably going to be resting a bunch of guys the last week of the season. Uh, our, Saskatchewan going to get swept by a team that maybe has nothing to play for, find it hard to believe, probably get one win there. So, yeah, I feel like, look, if you're Hamilton, uh, you know, one win's probably going to get it done. Um, if they win this week, they could clinch by the end of the weekend as long as uh, Saskatchewan loses to Calgary. And I I feel like Saskatchewan's going to lose to Calgary. I I think these are going to be two pretty good football teams because I think Ottawa has uh, a bit of a renewed approach since Bob Dice took over as the interim head coach and the Ticats are playing the kind of football that I expected them to play all season, uh, you know, with pretty big wins recently against Winnipeg at home and then in Calgary last weekend. So Hamilton certainly in the driver's seat, A, because they control their own destiny and B, they just don't need the kind of help that Ottawa has. But I think we're going to see two pretty good football games. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of wild that at 4-12, and 12, you would still have, even if it is a long shot at this stage, a chance to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, to that point, and we'll get to the, the, the Bob Dice stuff. I mean, even if they don't admit it publicly that they don't think they can do it, you know, they're all going to say the right things. I have to get the sense that, with Jalen on the team, with Lorenzo having a career year on the team, with Berkey up in the front office, this is probably a group of players, Jackson Bennett, this is probably a group of players that would embrace the idea of spoiling the party for the Ticads, if if not, you know, this week, the week to do it, especially in Hamilton. Do you get the sense that, that guys are a little more amped up for this one uh, because of that? Well, unfortunately, we're not going to see Jalen Ackland because he didn't practice the last couple of days, suffered that uh, head injury and shoulder injury uh, on the double hit to the head, Micah Aweh and then uh, Adarius Pickett. They were both fine on the same play. You don't see that very often, but uh, uh, still ruled out uh, for this one here this weekend. I mean, Lorenzo Malden's having a sensational season. I think he'll be a lock for... Uh, you know, one of the spots in terms of uh, all-star defensive ends, not just in the East, but in, in the entire CFL. He's had a monstrous season and the best pass rusher in Ottawa Red Blacks history. So I, mm. I can say that comfortably. I know Abdul Kenna uh, certainly uh, echoed that and then some when I made that su- suggestion earlier in the season. And he was part of 
you know, some of the best Red Blacks teams early on, especially some of the best Red Blacks defenses. The best Red Blacks defense, in my opinion, was the one in 2015 when uh, they ended up beating Hamilton in the East Final, had 12 wins and, and lost to Edmonton in the Grey Cup. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've got some great additions. Uh, but I don't think the focus is about spoiling. I think the focus is on themselves. And again, as long as they still have a chance to make the playoffs, the focus is just going to be on winning this game, controlling what you can control. And who knows, maybe, maybe you get some help from Calgary. And, and at the very least, you go into the last weekend of the season still with something to play for. Uh, the, the one thing that's fascinating about this team is, you know, they could end up sweeping the East on the road. They're 3-0 and against the East so far this year. They, they won two in Montreal. They won one. In Toronto, uh, they won one other game in Edmonton. So Im- imagine that. You could see a, a team go 5-4 and four on the road and 4-0 and oh on the road if within your own division and still miss the playoffs because they haven't won a home game. It, it is strange, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, this team, it, it's the only team, it's the only franchise since 2014 that has a better road record than home record. So... To, to think that that's an advantage or a disadvantage, uh, I, I think this team feels comfortable and confident wherever they go away from home. Let's talk about uh, head coach Bob Dice. Uh, you know, coach had mentioned it, uh, Orlando Steinauer had mentioned it. Uh, you know, it's the same players from all season, but Coach Dice has been able to get something maybe a little extra out of him. Is that just uh, let's win it for the new coach? Is there something he's been doing differently? What have you seen under Coach Dice the last few weeks that uh, gives you some encouragement about this group that they have right now? I think first and foremost, you, you hear it from the players, but they have to go out and act, and, and you see it from the players on the field. No doubt uh, they, they've stated all along, ever since he arrived in 2016 uh, as a special teams coordinator, and they've been consistently uh, amongst the best in the league in that department, that they love playing for him. I, I think two reasons, because – of what kind of man he is, but I think more important, how he holds them accountable. He holds them to a high standard. If they don't reach the standard that he sets for them, uh, he holds them accountable and demands more of them. And I think that's what you want out of a coordinator, but that's also what you want out of a head coach because it's not just about, yeah, you want to play for a coach that you like, but you want to play for a coach who wants the best for you. And sometimes – you know, players, coaches, quote unquote, can be, um, you know, too nice, right? And maybe not hold guys to account the way they need to. And that's not the case with Bob Dice. And I think that's why he's got the chance to be successful long term if he ends up getting uh, the position in the offseason. So there's that. In terms of other changes, I think what you've seen out of the offense, they play a little bit more up tempo, they, they uh, are a little more aggressive. Um, you know, more shots down the field. So there's been that. Uh, we'll, we'll see what this week brings. Again, a lot of injuries uh, on this team. Uh, they were missing six key starters last weekend and add a couple to the list this weekend uh, with right tackle Dino Boyd and and, and Nigel Romick, still a question mark uh, for this week as well, one of their top special teams players. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. The, the good news is, because they've had quite a few injuries this season, a lot of these guys aren't new to the CFL, aren't new to uh, playing this year when they played last week, and and a lot of those guys look good. And certain guys stepped up. C.O.C. Mariner was playing his 
first ever CFL game. He was the one guy that was brought back in that, that hadn't played all season because of the, the injuries to their receivers. And he looked fantastic and got his first CFL touchdown reception in the process. And a guy that has worked in the past with Nick Arbuckle and Summers working together. So already they've got a rapport. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but uh, you know, this group still believes that they can win. They certainly believe uh, in their head coach right now in Bob Dice. And we'll, we'll see if they can make it really interesting down the stretch. These guys believe they can win, but I mean, they have to look, you know, like you said, mathematically, it's going to take two wins. It's going to take some help. So is there an aspect of, you know, whether it's Sean Burke, whether it's Bob Dice, whether it's guys auditioning for their jobs. I mean, a, a lot of what we're going to see the next two weeks, is it going to be 2023 or is it going to be okay? Let's, let's just focus on one game at a time here. It's 2022. As long as you're alive, it's 2022. No, now, I mean, it's, this is not mathematical with six games left and you need, you know, this team to win and that team to win and this team to tie and yeah. your, your brother's uncle to do you a favor and, and, and that sort of thing. Right. It, this is real. It's two wins and two Saskatchewan losses and Saskatchewan isn't free fall mode and they're starting Mason fine at quarterback. So um, look, it, it's still a long shot. I, I get it, but absolutely it's full throttle 2022 mode. For this year, and I think even no matter what happens this weekend, I, I think your last game is at home. Um, let, let's say Hamilton wins this weekend, and you're eliminated. You're absolutely going to do whatever you can, and you might give a couple of guys a look that you might want to see. But beyond that, I think you're going to give your team the best chance to win. Uh, if you're Bob Dice, you want to do that because you don't. You want to show that you know you're going to be the best guy for the job. But I think most importantly, you want to get rid of that zero in terms of zero home wins this year one home win in their last 23 games it's it's an incredible stat it's it's terrible if you're an Ottawa fan but you know there are two teams in in Edmonton and Ottawa that just can't win home games over the last handful of seasons and uh, I I think for Ottawa no matter what happens this weekend they're going to be doing whatever they can to try and get the goose egg at home out of the way for this season and and I think at least then you're not starting next year with a, a little bit of an anchor where you know fans are already saying okay well you haven't won at home since the middle of the season in, in 2021 and you've only won one since early 2019 so yeah I, I, I don't think there's any way that they, they start to pull into next season mode and certainly not this weekend when, when you're still very much alive in the playoff chase. You, you mentioned the injuries. I mean, what's going to need to go right for the Red Blacks this week in Hamilton? What What's going to have to connect? Where are they going to have to win this game if they do want to keep their season and, and playoff hopes alive? Well, they can't turn the ball over. Uh, they, they got away with it in Montreal with a couple of key fumbles that, you know, they ended up holding uh, Montreal to a, a couple of field goals on. But, you know, the, this past weekend they had a strip sack for a fumble that led to a touchdown when they were dominating the first half and in the end you know seven point lead at halftime could have and should have been a lot more and I I think that's that's the biggest thing just making sure you take care of the football I think Nick Arbuckle's done a better job in terms of his decision making but they fumbled the ball four times in in the last two weeks and, and lost four fumbles in the last two weeks so that that, that to me is probably the biggest thing. 
is just ensuring that you don't beat yourself. Uh, let the Hamilton Tiger Cats beat you. Let Dane Evans beat you and some of the other key players beat you. But don't beat yourself with bad turnovers and bad mistakes. Uh, we mentioned uh, Lorenzo Malden. We mentioned Jalen Ackland, who unfortunately won't be playing in this game, who was having an all-star season and hopefully will still, at least in the East, get some love, if not league-wide, because he's still top five in uh, receiving yards uh, for the season. But Jackson Bennett had a very special moment on the field. Uh, what have you seen from him? And uh, a guy who obviously knows the city well, Ottawa guy, you know, went to Ottawa, uh, University of Ottawa, um, a special moment, but what have you seen from him as as the guy in Ottawa, at least lately? Yeah, and first off, congratulations to Jackson Bennett and Haley Phillips uh, on a, a pretty special moment. It's funny, I had interviewed him uh, the day before for our player profile, and he talked about how you know he, he had already bought a house with, with his girlfriend and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, impressive guys. He's, he's yeah. taking engineering right now yeah. in school, you know, playing football. So it's, he's talking about having tests in, in the middle of the pro football season. And so really impressive young man. Um, so yeah, awesome, uh, awesome moment. Uh, there haven't been a lot of fantastic yeah. moments when you lose eight straight at home over the course of your season, but that was certainly one of them one of them after the game, uh, but on the field, uh, yeah, a guy that's very capable. They've got, uh, or they've had a couple of injuries at running back with Devontae Williams and, and William Powell and Jackson Bennett has looked every bit the part uh, as a starter that the other two have uh, as well, uh, more of a North South power runner, but really impressive young man. And a guy that, you know, was a running back through high school and played for the Ottawa GGs as a defensive back and, Brought into the CFL that way, transferred back to running back in Hamilton and certainly a guy that I think uh, has a bright future, not just uh, in the CFL still, but also in terms of what he's doing off the field, uh, both with uh, his lovely new fiance and uh, with with everything he's doing uh, with his education as well. Uh, there's one thing, uh, people who, who listen to either one of my shows here on the Ticats Audio Network, it's, I, I love... Uh... I, I love St. Catharines and uh, I, I love uh, people from St. Catharines. Keaton Brugeling is one of those guys, a rookie, obviously, but got into some game action. Jalen Acklin's heard. I mean, you know, we've seen great Canadian receivers come out of Ottawa before. Not putting that on his shoulders yet, but what have you seen from him early on in his career? Where do you think the ceiling is for a guy like that? It's looked really good. I, I thought, you know, made a couple of catches last week and one was – uh, a fantastic catch that was behind him and contorted his body to to uh, to find a way to make the catch. So yeah, really impressed with what I've seen. He's been solid in special teams, but uh, certainly looks like he's got a bright future. I know they were pretty high on him out of camp. They feel like they got a really good draft this year. Daniel Valentes and other players playing at Western right now, and between those two, uh, Cyril Hogan Sandon, who's who started a handful of games this year, and and Zach Pelios. Uh, another offensive lineman, they feel like they've got four players that, that can play in the league for a long time. So, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with uh, what I've seen so far to Keaton Ruggling and certainly a guy that uh, uh, looks like he's got a pretty bright future in this league. Listen, I, and one thing I've learned about uh, watching Sean Burke work the last uh, four or five seasons here in Hamilton is that I will never – question his ability at the uh the cfl draft he's found some uh some real gems uh in, in the cfl draft and uh, i'm sure that's no exception uh i might get in trouble this from my bosses but i gotta ask you 
you know, it, it, Atletico Ottawa, what a year finishing first, capturing the regular season championship. Uh, looks like, I mean, they're in control. Uh, there is a game to be played uh, on, on Sunday, but it looks like, or whatever this week, it looks like they're in control. What is that? What does that football team meant to that city this season, especially? And uh, are you surprised that, you know, here they are, uh, you know, on the verge of playing for a championship in just their third year? I'm not surprised because I knew who was behind them, right? It, it's, it's Atletico Madrid. Uh, I get the sense they weren't overly happy with how the first, the second season in particular went. The first season, I mean, you were there in the bubble with me and, and PEI. And, oh, I forgot. You know, I put, blocked that out. What, oh, no, I blocked that out, AJ. A lot of good memories, especially on the ping pong table. So <laughs> uh, a lot of good memories. And, yeah. and for them, they had a, a team that was basically co- cobbled together in weeks to uh, – to, to play in that competition. The next year was a major disappointment. And I don't think they're very happy with how things went new coach with Carlos Gonzalez. And uh, he's been fantastic uh, both in terms of man management and, and uh, what he's done tactically as well. So yeah, not overly surprised. I thought going into the season, I was really impressed with my dealings with Carlos and I, with what they brought in, I thought this is a playoff team. So yeah, not overly surprised. And not surprised at the other teams that are in the playoffs in Pacific Forge and Cavalry. Pacific won the league last year, of course, in Hamilton and Forge and Cavalry have been, you know, since day one, uh, the standard that has been set in the league. And it's been a very high standard, which is fantastic uh, for Canadian soccer. And I think you're seeing that uh, with some of the players move on to, to higher levels and you're going to see more players like that uh, this year. So yeah, it's exciting for Ottawa soccer uh, an opportunity to host a final. They've hosted a semifinal before seven years ago with Ottawa Fury um, against Minnesota United. It was their last game before they went to MLS. There were 10,000 people there, and Atletico Ottawa ended up uh, winning the game in extra time and going to the uh, NASL final. They lost that to Raul and Marcus Senna. They were both on 1.5 million euros, which was more than the squad uh, was, was making combined in Ottawa put up a pretty good fight but lost 3-2 to the New York Cosmos and then uh you know it's been kind of a bit of a soap opera on and off the pitch um you know since then but now stability new league uh, a lot of excitement here and yeah it would be fantastic if they can find a way to host the game whether it's against Forge or Cavalry either way uh just want to see them get there because uh you know a lot of excitement surrounding Canada soccer right now yeah. uh, on the women's side with the gold uh, that they won in Tokyo and on the men's side with uh, the World Cup approaching in Qatar. Uh, great time to be a soccer fan in this country. Yeah, and like you said, in Ottawa, definitely well-deserved, uh, especially with uh, the way the fury ended there at the end, uh, you know, to see them with a winner. And uh, maybe if it's against Forge, uh, 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 maybe I'll see you down there because it uh, should be a great uh, okay. great game. Yeah, it should be a great I'll game in the nation's that. capital. Okay, all right. I might need to call in sick <laughs> for one of my other jobs. But, uh, AJ, I appreciate this as always, man. I know you're a very busy man. Your Senators played a, a crazy game uh, earlier this week against the Boston Bruins, so I'm sure that kept you on the edge of your seat. Uh, so I appreciate you making some time uh, this evening for me. So thank you. No excuses next weekend because <laughs> it's Ticats in Ottawa Saturday and a Forge uh, make it Sunday. Uh, there, there's no excuses. You should be there. 
My my other job is is an excuse right at the top of the list. AJ, right. thanks for uh, doing this, brother. Do <laughs> Take care. Cheers, Louis. My thanks to AJ Jakobic for joining me today. My thanks to you as well. As always, Speaking with the Enemy is brought to you by Red Tag, who says summer is over. Set your own rules and secure your winter escape in the hottest Caribbean destinations with redtag.ca. With resorts selling out fast, now is the time to secure your spot on the beach. See the world your way with redtag.ca. Book now. That's all for us today. We are back next week on an all-new Speaking with the Enemy. From all of us here on the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day.